right, welcome back to the Seacoast Community Church Podcast, and we are finishing up our discussion on the pleasures of reading in an age of distraction by Alan Jacobs. And so let's get to some some concluding uh, thoughts, uh, maybe not concluding thoughts, but some last uh, last suggestions, some of his suggestions when it comes to reading with a, a, with um, some additions of my own. One of the things that I have found profitable when it comes to the reading of books and learning from books and remembering the things that I've read in books is to discuss them with others. And now I'm sure you've heard of different book clubs where people get together and they're mostly women uh, who come together, read as the same book and then come together, I don't know, once a week or whatever it is uh, to talk about the book, what they've read, what they've gleaned from the book, what they've, some questions they have. And, uh, and, and it takes, it, and it can't just be done with any book. It has to be with a book that that is, I guess, deep enough to generate uh, sustained conversations, and uh, in some in, in some instances, and, and I've heard of this. I, I've heard of different book clubs, and even in uh, even amongst Christian circles, where um, people get together, uh, and uh, particularly women, uh, this to read a book, and instead of discussing the book when they come together, it becomes just sort of a, a gossip fest. Um, that's not what we're looking for. I mean, that's just despicable. And uh, what there's there's no enjoyment in that. So just let it be known that is not what I'm advocating for. But what I am advocating for and what the author is advocating for is a a time of social reflection. And and this is incredibly helpful. I I have a. a a group of guys that I meet with via Zoom because we live in different states. And um, a large part of it is for accountability. But we also at times read books together and we come together and we discuss what we've read. And and those have been incredibly helpful and beneficial. I glean a lot of things and that I didn't receive before. I, I noticed things I didn't notice before because other people noticed them. And I guess this is just a way to encourage you uh, to uh, to find somebody to read to read with, uh, because this helps to find enjoyment in reading, not only in the fact that there's somebody else reading his book with you, but that uh, but the the kind of, but the fodder for discussion that a book can create. Is it can be really helpful, uh, be really meaningful, and 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 when it comes to reading, especially in an age of distraction, uh, there is a there is a necessity for solitude, right? And so this reading can very can very much be a a a social. I don't know what to call it, a, 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 a sociable thing to do when you are reading books with others and discussing what you've read. But reading can also be a, a solitary endeavor. And to some degree, it has to be. I mean, I, I don't, maybe you're different, but I cannot read with a lot of things going on around me uh, with a lot of noise. If I listen to music, which admittedly, I don't listen to a lot of music. 
Uh, but if I do, I normally listen to music without words. I listen to um, so a little bit of classical music. I listen to um, m like movie soundtracks. Not the not the kind of soundtracks with words, but just like the uh, the the actual uh, music, uh, the the composition of uh, of music that goes into into movies, and and. And so things of that nature, and even if I am in a social place like a a coffee shop, I, I put on headphones and put on what I call my my deep work music and sort of uh, to drown out the noise that's outside and just focus on reading. And so uh, this uh, and reading, yes, is a very is a is a work of solitude, and to some degree, it has to be if we are going to really enjoy books, but it doesn't always have to be read in solitude. And so those are just, that's just things to consider as you look to finding delight and enjoyment in reading. And, and let me leave you uh, with this. And it doesn't necessarily come from the book, but I think he, there's a point where I, I, I think, I don't think he would disagree with what I'm about to say, and he makes a particular point with regards to uh, serendipity, this particular section. Again, he doesn't have chapters, which I cannot get over. How do you not have chapters in a book and no table of contents? I mean, maybe it's just me. But anyways, in this section uh, uh, that is titled uh, Serendipity, um, which is sort of defined, at least by a definition that he that he places in his book or quotes in his book is sort of by things that happen by accident. That when you discover something by accident, when you come across something, you notice something that you never were never looking for. And and I think this sort of is in line with what I'm about to say when it comes to finding joy and delight in reading. One of the reasons why I enjoy reading books is just the anticipation of coming across something that can be uh, mind-altering or even life-transforming. I mean, just think, all it takes is maybe just a page or a paragraph or maybe just a sentence to completely change your mind about something. All it takes is one sentence to birth in you a particular ambition for something. Um, maybe it takes one sentence to change, uh, to give you a completely different point of view that you've never had before. All it takes is one sentence. And what I enjoy about reading is that there is, that there, that there, this, that there could be this sort of this aha moment where I read something in a page that I wasn't necessarily looking for and it captures my intention and it glees me with something uh, that I cannot help but think about and sticks with me for a long period of time. It might change my habits. It might change something that I do. It might, uh, it might then uh, compel me to adopt a different kind of behavior or uh, good behavior. Um, and so it, it, it can really change 
your life in different ways, not to the degree, of course, that the Bible can. I mean, that that is a very different kind of transformation. But what I'm talking about is, 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 on, is, on a, is a transformation on a much smaller scale. And this is the potential that books can have in someone's life. And to me, I cannot imagine myself living a life without reading, without having these opportunities for uh, to to experience something that could be incredibly transforming uh, for my life. And I think it's something to look forward to. I think it's something that you can look forward to uh, when you pick up a book and read. And something that I, I, I try to do, I don't always do it, but something that I try to do is at least try, at least l- when I've finished a book, I try to think about what is at least one thing that I can take away from this book, something I can start thinking about, something that I can start doing, something that I can stop doing. Uh, What is one thing that I can take away from this book? And I think it that helps, uh, at least it helps me to to see, uh, to take what I've read and not let it go to waste. And so I think it's something that you can consider when you read a book. And you might wonder, well, uh, I like to read fiction book. How do you find something like that in a, in, a, in a book of fiction? And probably don't have the time to really go into it. But I would argue that even in works of fiction, there are things to be learned. Whether it is through the story itself, whether it is... it whether it's through its presentation of evil, whether it's through its presentation of what is heroic or what is good. Maybe it's it, maybe there's a particular morality in the book that 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 is that is sort of shining through. Uh, I think that in works of fiction there are things uh, to to be learned. And and I you know and it's just I'll leave you with that. That's something to think about. Uh, the next time that you are reading a work of, of fiction or if you are currently reading a work of fiction. So I hope that you have uh, enjoyed uh, this talk through the pleasures of reading in an age of distraction. Um, I guess uh, one concluding thought. Um, so I had mentioned, if you remember, that I I chose this book because I wanted to encourage people to read and I wanted myself to be encouraged to read. I like to read books that will encourage me to keep reading. And so have I found that in this book? Um, I would say yes, but I am uh, a bit disappointed uh, because I did expect more. And uh, if the book is on how to discover the pleasures of reading in an age of distraction, um, I don't think, uh, I think that book could have done a much better job of persuading people to pick up books, pick up a book and read. And there's there's certainly some helpful nuggets in here. Um, there's certainly some things that I've already known, uh, some things I've been rem- I've been reminded of that I find that I have found helpful. Uh, but yeah, I would say that if I was, you know, if I were, if someone were to ask me, you know, what is a good book that I could read that will really encourage me to read and to pick up a book and 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 you know become a reader, um, I I really don't think this would be it. And so, 
Um, if you have read uh, this book uh, this month, then um, yeah, I'd love to know what your thoughts are or if you have ever read this book before. But all in all, it is uh, it is a it's a decent book, and I I don't not like it. So, anyways, I'll leave it at that. Next month, uh, we will uh, we'll pick it up here again uh, with a new book, and uh, I'll be working through Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God by J.I. Packer. I don't know if you're familiar with J.I. Packer, but um, he has. Uh, passed away and gone on to be with the Lord, but uh, he is uh, an excellent writer, and he has written this book really with uh, a, with a question in mind, uh, if I understand the book, and I haven't read the book before, but if I, from what I've heard about the book, is one of the central questions of the book that the book seeks to answer is, why, why should we evangelize when... Uh, when God chooses those who will be saved. You know, how does the sovereignty of God and evangelism work together? How do these, yeah, just how do these things come together? And so I'm really excited and looking forward to reading this book. And yeah, we'll see what, uh, what he has to say. And I hope that it will be encouraging to me and to you as well uh, to, to share the gospel with people. So... We'll leave it there and catch you next time.